Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Worsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great weekend. Today, we're going to be talking all about ovulation. So last week, we had our Q&A all about cycle tracking, ovulation, temp drop, things like that. And I got quite a few questions and I just felt like I needed to do a full podcast episode all about this. We are also having progesterone week in the membership and on Instagram. So go check out the membership and my Instagram page and we will have lots of info on progesterone every single day. We're going to have different posts about the hormone, about ovulation and about how to optimize those levels because progesterone is so so important when it comes to our hormones and ovulation really is the key to balancing our hormones i think that the menstrual cycle you know your period has really gotten the spotlight we tend to really focus on it because it's something that we really like you know evidently see and it can give us a lot of symptoms but if we kind of peel back the layers and look at the root of why we might have issues with our period and with our whole menstrual cycle it really comes down to ovulation and progesterone so let's dive in Now, I said that we had the progesterone week going on in the GB Collective and on the Instagram page. So you can go there if you want to see written forms of all of this because I have all of this in really good detail with links and resources and things like that. Um, But before we dive into ovulation, we're going to talk a little bit about progesterone just so we know the benefits and, you know, you kind of know why you want to worry and care so much about ovulation. So... Progesterone is a super hormone. Honestly, it's not talked about enough. I feel like estrogen always gets the spotlight, but progesterone is the queen. So it's natural anti-anxiety. It helps regulate your mood. It promotes regular sleep. It reduces migraines and headaches. It restores normal libido. It's natural diuretic, so it's going to flush any fluids that you might be retaining, um, typically from estrogen or from a mineral imbalance. Uh, It's very anti-inflammatory and it also helps keep your estrogen in check. So if you are having estrogen dominant symptoms, you always want to look back to do you have enough progesterone to help keep that in check because that helps move the estrogen out of the tissue. So even if you have low estrogen on a test results, for example, or your estrogen levels are generally okay, um, it can still be stored in your tissues and it can still not be leaving the body and um, processing the way it's supposed to, it can be kind of hanging out in the fat tissues and all of that. So I highly, highly recommend focusing on progesterone if you have not yet and really making sure that you are ovulating. And by doing this, um, you will have balanced hormones. And just from there, it's like a ripple effect with so many other symptoms that you might be dealing with that will just start to resolve over time. So you're probably thinking, okay, that all sounds great. How do I get progesterone? And how do I get all these benefits? So you need to make sure you're ovulating. So prior to ovulation, we'll kind of go through our little cycle here. So you have your period, you have your follicular phase, which is the whole phase prior to ovulation. And then we have ovulation, which is typically uh, around day 14. But again, it can vary for a lot of people. It can be um, a bit later in your cycle. And so it's really important to know that that number is not you know, set in stone. It's just kind of something that we use as a general guideline. So right before ovulation, 
A follicle in the ovary is stimulated to grow, and this happens throughout the first half of your cycle from, um, sorry, by follicle stimulating hormone. And once that egg is released at ovulation, you're gonna, so you're gonna get a, a little burst of LH, which is luteinizing hormone. That's going to promote that egg to be released. And when that egg is released, there's a sac that was holding it. And that is it's called the corpus luteum. And that's going to start producing progesterone for us. It's going to hang around for the last half of our cycle, which is the luteal phase. So basically what you need to know is we need to ovulate in order to get that sac that produces progesterone for us. So if you're not ovulating, you won't be getting that sac, you won't be getting that progesterone at all. And also if the sac and if that egg is not, you know, highest quality, it doesn't have all the nutrients and raw materials it needs to be healthy and strong, then you won't get as much progesterone as well. So the healthy, healthier the corpus luteum, the more progesterone you get and the more benefits you're going to receive. So basically all we need to know is ovulation equals progesterone. Important things to know is uh, the ovulation process does not happen when you are on the pill. So if you're on hormonal contraception, preventing ovulation is one way that it works. So it's really important to be aware of this because I know myself and a lot of clients and women that I've talked to on Instagram over the past few years in my practice uh, were not aware of this and they didn't know exactly how it worked. They didn't know what they were shutting down. They're literally shutting down the communication between your brain, which releases all of those hormones like follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone that triggers all of these series of events. So when you break that communication, it's literally working at the brain level and that communication between your glands and your brain is not there anymore. So it can take some time to get that back for sure, especially if there's a lot of other factors like stressors and under eating and not getting certain nutrients or restrictions, things like that. So that's just something to keep in mind if you've been on the pill or you're currently on the pill or you know, you've struggled with um, getting ovulation back because you were on hormonal contraception, that is all totally normal because it's been shutting that down for so long. Another thing to keep in mind is that ovulation will also not occur if you have been severely depleted of nutrients, if you've been under immense amounts of stress, um, or again, it can happen, but your corpus luteum won't be super healthy and it won't be able to provide sufficient progesterone. So you'll still get those estrogen dominance and progesterone deficiency symptoms. So we kind of covered all the basis of ovulation and progesterone and how you get that. Um, when it comes to supporting ovulation and supporting your fertility, you always have to come back to the fact that your body needs an abundance of nutrients and it needs safety in order to ovulate and to produce safe or sorry, healthy amounts of these uh, hormones. If your body doesn't feel safe, it doesn't want to procreate. So if you're under eating, if you're stressed, if you're not safe, if you're constantly in fight or flight mode, um, it, it's a backup survival mechanism. So your body knows that I can't even really function optimally on my own. It's not really safe. It's not really healthy, you know, to create a baby because I can't provide for it. It might not have the resources that I need to carry this on. So really it is a survival mechanism. It's something that we've had in our bodies forever. And it's pretty crazy when you think about how your body really is protecting you because your baby will take all of the nutrients from you. So even if you do happen to get pregnant, but you're not getting enough nutrients, a lot of times women can have uh, teeth issues. They can have bone issues down the road. Um, they can have, you know, postpartum depression, a lot of mental illness and things like that because their baby will draw all the nutrients because that is the body's priority. So if your body is not ovulating and if you are not producing progesterone, this is a, your body's survival mechanism to reserve these nutrients for you because it doesn't know 
when it's going to get more nutrients and if it's going to be able to do that. So think of it as a survival mechanism. Your body is protecting you, even though I know it can be very, very frustrating, but it's something that our body is screaming at us that is telling us something is wrong and we need to fix it or change it or nourish it or make some changes in our lives so that it feels safe and it has the materials it needs to function and do all of these things. So um, another important point as well is that the reproductive organs do, like I said, speak to our brain and our nervous system. So we need to make sure that we have nutrients not only you know, for our reproductive organs, but also for our brain and for our body, like our nervous system, so that it feels nourished and it can actually function and produce these hormones and communicate properly. So if your body has everything that it needs, ideally you want your luteal phase to be about 11 to 14 days in length. So that's the time from when you ovulate to your next period. So that's the ideal range of time. And when you're charting your cycle as well, you'll be able to see a dip and then a spike in your temperatures when you ovulate and your temperatures will remain high throughout that whole luteal phase once the progesterone has been produced because your progesterone is pro-metabolic. It's going to raise your temperature. It's going to get your metabolism going. And that's why it's also so, so important because when we're missing that piece, we are missing that whole part of our metabolism that needs that um, hormone to get things going. Um, So yeah, you're going to see a higher temperature in that phase. If you don't see a temp shift in your cycle when you're charting, that means that you're probably not ovulating or if you are and this shift is very very minimal your temps are still low that can be a sign of low progesterone some other signs of low progesterone can be poor blood sugar control so if you find that your blood sugar is kind of going up and down like crazy and not really staying stable um, if you have poor sleep if you have very disrupted sleep if you're anxious moody irritable very worried if you have tender breasts if you have pms and that's just to name a few but a lot of them will be also tied together with estrogen dominant symptoms which we will touch on next week because estrogen is going to be the uh, topic for next week but This all goes hand in hand. So when one hormone's out of whack, you're going to see imbalances in the other because they keep each other in check and they all are there as a part of a yin and yang sort of thing with each half of our cycle. They come in and play a part um, that our body needs for both. I know I just mentioned a lot of information there. So now we are going to dive into recipes for optimal progesterone, basically recipes to help you promote ovulation and support ovulation. So like I said, you need a lot of nutrients. You need to make sure you're having a lot of nutrient dense foods. You really want to nourish the body. We specifically need vitamins like um, A, D, C, E, K, B vitamins, copper, zinc, and potassium. I'm actually going to have a podcast coming soon all about vitamin C versus ascorbic acid and if ascorbic acid is harmful or helpful. Um, But it's really interesting. I recently talked about this in the pregnancy prep protocol, but vitamin C has been found in really large amounts in the corpus luteum. And the higher the amounts of vitamin C in the corpus luteum, the higher levels of progesterone that person produced. So it's very interesting to see how that is tied in together and how that's really important for fertility. So a lot of these nutrients I talk about in the membership um, and on the GB Collective Instagram page, but you really want to opt for Uh, foods that are a balance of carbs, protein, and fat at every single meal and snack. So for carbs, things like fruits, root vegetables, honey, dairy, maple syrup. Uh, For fats, be butter, cream, tallow, duck fat, eggs, coconut oil, or other coconut products are really good sources of saturated fats. Protein, eggs, meat, seafood, and gelatinous foods like broth um, or gelatin powder. You can make gummies with it. 
are really great. Um, and then you want to make sure you're nourishing regularly. So not only that you're eating these good foods, but you're eating every three to four hours, because even if you're eating like really great foods, but you're eating like breakfast in the morning and then you don't eat again until dinner, that's way too long. And that's putting your body into fight or flight stress mode. And then your liver has to go through a process called gluconeogenesis. And I've talked about this before, but essentially when you don't give your body fuel throughout the day, it has to go into this backup, again, survival mechanism that it produces its own fuel, but it actually has to break down the body and break down itself to get this fuel. It's very energy intensive and it takes away from its other important jobs that it has to do throughout the day and raises your cortisol. So this is just going to totally, you know, mess up your stress levels and reduce your chances of ovulation and just adding again to that stress. So you really want to um, focus on stress. That brings me to my third point, which is making sure you are, are managing and reducing environmental stressors. So being mindful of your light exposure. Are you getting light exposure from the sun or are you getting too much blue light from screens? Are you consuming too much news and media and seeing what other people are posting and very polarized thoughts and opinions and hate? Uh, are you consuming pharmaceuticals? Are you stressed from work? Do you overexercise and undereat? Uh, do you have trouble with your relationships? Do you have trouble with sleep? Uh, boundaries, all those sorts of things are stressors that you want to look at because there's a lot of, I like to call them perceived and non-perceived stressors. So a lot of people think like, hey, I don't really have a whole lot of stressors, but you might have these non-perceived stressors that you're not seeing. You're exposed to like the blue light filter or, you know, you're maybe consuming a lot of social media and news and not realizing that that's affecting you too and raising your cortisol. So you want to just mitigate and manage the stressors as much as you can, especially if you are trying to ovulate and get things going. Um, obviously, you don't want to have your head in the sand with everything going on, but there comes a point where you have to know like healthy boundaries of like, okay, I can know what's going on in the world, but I also can protect myself and just focus on my home, my family, my life, you know, my choices and kind of how I impact other people and how I take care of myself because it's a ripple effect from there. Even though it seems really minimal, if you can promote your own health and your family's health and those around you and kind of be a light and a good person in that sense, it's going to go out into the you know universe and to affect everybody around you in a positive way. So that was a huge ramble. I feel like I just gave you guys a lot of information, but um, that was really just my overview on progesterone and ovulation. I know a lot of people will promote a lot of different supplements to help with progesterone and ovulation, but honestly, it really comes down to the basics of like you need to make sure you're eating nutrient-dense foods, that you're eating regularly, you're getting enough calories in, and that you're reducing your stressors. It really comes down to something as simple as that. And I know we always want to have something that's going to fix us and magically resolve the issue where this is the one missing piece that I've totally forgotten about, but it just comes back to laying those foundations getting all those things in because I know myself in the past, I would be obsessed with like certain supplements and taking certain things or having certain routines and then realizing that I was totally missing like certain foods that were very nutrient dense for me or I was going too far between meals and I wasn't uh, making sure I was nourished and that my blood sugar was manually managed and my stress was reduced. So I think you just have to take it back to the basics. I know I'm like a broken record with this and I talk about it in every single podcast, but it really comes back to the basics and going simple, simple, almost like kind of clearing your plate and getting rid of everything, all that noise and all the excess and slowly building up and just adding in 
nourishing good things and going from there and keeping it simple. So I hope this was helpful. And again, like I said, check out the membership. I have the special podcast listener pricing down below for $9.99 per month or $99.99 per year. You get two months for free. It's regularly $14.99 or $149.99 per year. So you guys get a little bit of a discount and the price will be going up soon. So um, if you want to get in locked in with that price, definitely check it out. I have it all linked down below and I will have any products and things I listed down below as well. And stay tuned for next week. We'll be talking all about estrogen, estrogen detoxification, estrogen dominance, and sort of debunking some myths and diving a little bit deeper in that from like just the surface level things that we commonly uh, hear in the wellness community. Anyways, I hope you have a great morning, night, evening, or afternoon when you're listening to this and we will see you next week for a new episode.